What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay. We are back to mainstream life. Last episode, you heard us live on the annual Fit Trip. Now we're back refreshed. Well, at least I am. Jay, how are you feeling? I meant to ask you because you were saying on the last episode, like... That vacay. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling since being back? Are you ready to head back on over there? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been like, I need. It's not that I need a, a vacation. I just my line of work. I'm just over it. Mm. So you know, it's it's still like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, when you don't like your line of work, I don't care how many vacations you take. It's coming You're, back. It's still draining. It's still draining. It's still draining. So. Yeah. And it's so funny because you know how Bryson is. He he's always thinking about selling and stuff like that. I think I told you he's always trying to find me like a new job. Mm. Like um, you like don't well, won't you do this? Won't you? <laughs> well, I mean, and it's just crazy because it, it gives me an opportunity to talk to him about how important it is to start honing in your skills, finding what you like to do. Yeah. Never get trapped in the system of just, I'm doing this to pay my bills. Yes. Or, you know, so he's getting to see it firsthand, but not just see it. Like, we're really going to into depth talking about it. I don't ever want either one of my children to get caught up in, I'm here to pay my bills. Even though, you know, I could work elsewhere, of course. Right. Will it pay me as much? Will it have the same benefits? Will, you know, will it have tuition reimbursement? Will it have, you know, I'm thinking about all these things, you yeah. know, the 401k yeah. and all that different stuff. And it's like, I still need to get the heck away from this job. Yeah. At the end of the day. The the day. So, yeah, that's just where I'm at. I'm just over, over it. Yeah. The mental health piece. You know, it's funny. So, you know, my client, Jared, who um I've been working with him for almost going on two years now as his business coach. And. He, um, I guess it was clear to his uh, children too. He has two children, you know, how much he really didn't like his work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he said every day he would come home and, um, or when he would leave for work, uh, his daughter would be like, you know, why are you going back to that job if you don't like it? Like, she could not wrap her brain around going to do something you don't like every day. Um, and you know, he's like, you know, daddy got to work, daddy got to do this. So, you know, I told you that we finally got him to a place in his business where he was able to walk away from the job or whatever. Mm-hmm. He said his daughter lost her mind, like lost her mind. Yes. He's like, it was the best from the world. Oh, yeah. She's like, you're not going back to that job, daddy. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Because he was at the same time he was going to his nine to five. He was doing his coaching business. on the Right. Side. So she would know when he would be going in the basement to work with his clients, that job. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, he, she's like, so you're just going to be doing, you know, the coaching yeah. business. And it was so exciting. And he was like, that might have been my best accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. And that's what he's like. Why don't you just quit and do the photo, but why don't you quit and just do, he's like, what about Uber and what do you do Uber? <laughs> like all this different stuff. Which brings me to, remember on the last Fit Trip, we yeah. were talking, I was like, you know what? You know how much I love being around people, talking to people, vending and all that stuff. So, look to your right, look to your left, look to your left. Me? Right. Yeah, you. This way. You see that? <gasps> what? I bought my first food cart. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. I was just thinking about the food cart the other day. Yeah, so, yep, I bought my first food cart. And I'm going to be downtown and <laughs> your face. <laughs> I can't believe oh, it. Oh, I'm serious. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. And it's going to grow. I'm going to be a food truck. 
And so, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were just, man, you've been talking about this food truck for a while. Um, and I can't believe you got it. <laughs> yeah. So, you already got the permit and stuff to be downtown? No, I just got the food uh, cart. Oh. So, yeah, now I'm working on permit. I got um, the name. You want to know the name? Yeah. Eat me, I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I love the suggestibility there as well. Yeah. <laughs> In case we just had to flip that. Uh, yeah. So eat me, I'm being with an exclamation mark. And, you know, people are like, well, what if you don't, you know, what if you have stuff on there that's um, not vegan? I'm You're like, not. What? I said, what? Why would I do that? And they're like, because, you know, money. Like, I was like, you really money. think. I was, I was floored by it. I was like. That you would sell out your principles for money? Yes. I was like, what? No, I would never. I would never. Like, I don't care if it's only two people a day that came. I would never. There would never be dairy. There would never be any animal products on there. I don't care. But, yeah. Eat me, I'm vegan. First of all, I love the name. <laughs> love the name. Okay, so... What are you, what type of food are you going to be selling? This is where we parted ways with this idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We parted ways with the idea because you wanted me to sell really healthy stuff. Not really healthy. Just so, not all. Because I've always had a problem with not being included with, you know, when people go downtown with their family, they get to get some comfort food. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I'm never able to do that. So it's going to be comfort stuff. I'm thinking like, you know how you go to Chipotle and get a fully loaded nacho, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. No, no, like beyond me, um, nachos, but like black beans and, um, guacamole and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like a fully no loaded nacho or something like that. And I may have Italian sauces on there. I'm thinking, mm -hmm. I don't know yet. And I know I'm going to have some type of, um, dessert, mm -hmm. um, Maybe I'm thinking like um, some type of blended frozen banana with some walnuts and pecans and so or something. I don't know yet. Okay, I, you know, so new. still working out the menu. So you don't have a type of cuisine though. No, I don't want it to be a type because it may change. You know what I mean? Like I don't want a certain type of. Oh, we have Italian vegan. But no, I don't want that. Like yeah, I yeah, just yeah. want people just to be able to come. They don't eat meat. They don't eat dairy, and they can get a quick bite to eat and just go on their way. Absolutely. And that's exactly what food carts are for, too. That's exactly you what they're I mean? for. Like, you know what? I'm out with my family. Bustle. I'm hungry. Yeah. I don't want a big plate of pasta. Yeah. I just want something to eat really quick, and I don't want yeah. to have to go to somewhere that sells meat. And now it's like, take this off, take that off. They don't even know dairy is in their own products. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've had people tell me something is dairy-free. And it's not. Or something is vegan, but it is not dairy-free. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, you don't even know. You don't, Yeah, they're just saying. You don't even read your own ingredient list. Yeah. So, that's going to be dope. I want people to have their, their options. So, yeah, I'm working on the permits um, and all of that stuff right now. Man, the level of celebration. <laughs> well, my mind always go to the party. Like, listen, we are going to turn up so hard. Man, I cannot wait to the grand opening. I cannot wait. Like, there's going to be so much opportunity with this food cart. And yeah, because I want to pull up to parties. Like, you know how yeah, you go to kids' parties absolutely. or adult parties, and they they like, oh, we got um a, a carrot in the, in the refrigerator for you. Like, it's so it's like, yeah. you know, I can just come to your party and just absolutely. have something. You know, for the people that don't eat meat or whatever. So, yes. yeah, it's plenty of opportunity, and I'm just super excited about it. Man, oh, my God. And the name is so dope. Um, you really like the name? Honestly. I really do. I really do like the name. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I was telling Nick, he's like, well, what if I wore a shirt that said, um, 
my vegan sausage is better. <laughs> I, I'm like, I like it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Now, I don't know if we just too sleazy to be asking. I know, asking. Rob, I'm asking a fellow sleazeball, but I'm like, yeah, eat me. Because I like that it's going to bring conversation. Like, well, eat me. I mean, you know, people yeah. like fun names. And I like that I don't have to. It's one of those things probably because it's mine getting out of the mindset. Of, I can, you know, I don't have to follow your rules. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I want to do because it's mine. Mm-hmm. So, this is what I want to name it. I'm not trying to be... Um, politically correct and all that stuff. Like, if you don't like it, don't come. And that's fine. That's fine. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, I can't wait to see the logo, the colors, the food, promote it. Um, This is a huge opportunity. And, like, the... The vegan space, the plant-based space is like booming like crazy. I know, yeah. Like crazy. So it's a perfect time to get some of the market share. Um, and, you know, I'm working with another business client right now who just started her vegan meal prep business. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you don't understand how your stuff is about to take off. You, I'm like, I'm working. She want to move so fast. And I'm like, dude, do you have a menu? Do you have pricing? Do you have a way people can order? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, because you have to have all that established because you're going to get slammed because mm-hmm. so many people are trying to eat less meat, even if they don't identify even, as vegan. Right. You. That's what's so dope about having a plant-based or vegan product is that your entire customer base is not going to be just people. That's yeah, vegan. exactly. And that's like one of the things because I have no, absolutely no doubt in my mind that it's going up be successful me, me I just, either zero the down. only thing i'm just like you know how to keep up and and keep you know what you know both of our biggest pet peeves with people with black business i'm gonna go ahead and say it mm-hmm. is the lack of professionalism sometimes absolutely and i always want to you know undersell and over deliver is that the way the mm-hmm. goes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, underselling over deliver because I want it to be a good representation. I don't care if it's a food car and your expectation is not that high. Yeah. But there's people who make a better living than I do right now off of a food car. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it's only going to go up because, you know, we were talking about a food truck. So get you know Only. what I mean. I mean it's insane how quickly yeah. you can grow because you. I mean you could franchise this thing. You can have a chain of food carts before you even get to trucks and have multiple people. Vending. It's just so many opportunities, and like you said, going into the private event space, um, it's just so many opportunities. And I mean you know Slutty Vegan out of ATL, how they started with their food truck and now they got physical stores. Oh yeah, I think you told me that. Mm-hmm. Slutty yeah. Vegan, owned by a black woman. Um, now she's a multimillionaire off of Slutty Vegan, and she sells vegan junk food. You oh, know. yeah, Slutty Vegan. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, so that people is not love, yeah. People love provocative names. <laughs> they and, do. And innuendos. And so, Eat Me, I'm Vegan is dope. And not only that, um, like, we're going to have t-shirts that say that, right? And um, you think what you want. You know what I mean? Oh, girl, you can think what you want, honey. As a matter of fact, come talk to me about it, and I'll tell you what it's about. So, uh, yeah, I'm, su- I'm super excited. More more so, um, more than anything, my, you know, Bryce and my son wants to, and it gives him an opportunity to be there. Oh, learn, gosh, yeah, You know, sell, he, he, sell his product. I'm going to have him a product that he makes maybe, you know, slushies, real, mm-hmm. not the fake, mm-hmm. um, you know, with real fruit or something. Yeah, So he can start getting acclimated with selling oh, and stuff man. like that. So, yeah, I'm super excited. The opportunities are so endless. Man, this is so doggone amazing. Um, 
I'm just go ahead and finally go public with it. 2020 has been a good year. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm saying it, Jay. Shar came out with it first. My niece, she got married and all stuff and bought a house. So she's. She um, went ahead and. She went ahead and said it publicly. I'm tired. I can't hold it in no more. It's been a good year. It's been a great year for me. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I, I apologize to people who feel. But. And then I kind of don't apologize. Like, it's been a good year. Yeah, it's been a, it's it's, been a phenomenal year. It's, <laughs> don't, you better speak up. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to whisper. I'm like, well, for me, I'm not talking about for everybody. But, you know. <laughs> no, man, it's been a good year. Like, I'm not going to lie. I understand, you know, this thing. We know what's going on in the world. But honestly, for me, my circle, for, you know, even a lot of my clients and stuff, just like it's been a good year. You know what I mean? We've been able to do some things um, in spite of, you know, the pandemic pandemic and racial injustice. But we've, we've also been able to do some things because of yeah. the pandemic and racial injustice. Yeah, and so, you know, perspective is everything, right? Um, yeah. So, bro, damn it. All right. Because <clears throat> <I mean, laughs> I can't transition because my mind is... <laughs> I can't believe it. I just, I mean, it's just been a great year, man. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of everybody. Tiffany just moved two the days AZ. ago. You know what I'm saying? Man, Mina, I told Mina, I was like, yeah, because um, Tiffany, I forgot why I was telling her something about Tiffany. I was thinking of dropping... Oh, I was like, I had to drop something off because I was like, they leaving, you know. And she was like, they... What? She was like, you were just talking about they wanted to leave and now they're actually... I said, yeah, oh, they out. You know gone. They, they gone. Tiffany done touched down in Arizona safely. Got the dog on whole house furnished. I'm like, Dang. beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I mean, laid out nice and showed us the guest room. Listen. Oh yeah, y'all. Listen. I mean, and then when we say guest room, we saying guests for everybody else. That means we're gonna be letting people stay in our room. This is our room. This ain't no. So why do I think it's our room? It That's is crazy. our room. I don't. I don't know. What they think they got it for. Us. But I, we yeah, need to text her later and make sure she running past us who all stand in our room when they having people over. And and we, <laughs> they need to know our rules because our rules is not going to be like the house rules. It's no. going to be the house rules and then our rules. And then our rules. rules. Yeah, it's just our house, our room just happened to be attached to the rest of the house. But yeah. don't get it twisted. This is separate real estate. I can't wait to get out there. Oh, my God. Me I'm either. Like, I cannot believe I have ran in a sunny state. Yes. Plant based, yes. Oh my God, just dope personality. You know, how some people you like, oh, they live out there. I don't want to be around. You yeah, know, I don't know they, nope. what the mood they're gonna be in. Mm-mm. No, so we we going right in the middle of winter time. You said that, honey. You <laughs> okay. don't have to be aggressive in the circle. No, but I'm <laughs> saying we don't be trying to act like you go ahead. No. Oh, okay. No, the, yeah, you ahead. that's you missed the first word. I knew you had missed it the first time I said it. <laughs> we going um right at the height of, of winter to A Z, man. I'm so excited. Oh my god. So I'm assuming that was your way what? Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay. No, I didn't even plan on telling you. I wanted you to go like to the bathroom or something to see it. I would have lost my mind. I'm so glad you didn't do that. <laughs> like, you can't but I'm be... like, you know what? Since we're talking about this, let us just let me just go ahead and tell you. You know I'm young, high, and tender, but I'm getting to that age where <laughs> oh, yeah, surprises, surprises might take me out the game for a day or two. You can't do that to me, Jack. Okay, yeah, you do got a, a meeting after this. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been disrespectful. Super disrespectful. No, my way was. So, I work with um this girl i mean not i work with her i used to work with this girl um she's 10 years younger than me. she's 32 and she does my nails so i was over there uh when we used to work together she's super cool and she but she used to always just eat a bunch of junk food all day long all day long all day long right and she was slim. She's like, I'm trying to get thick. I'm trying to get thick, right? And I'm like, okay, you're going to get thick in the wrong way. Go ahead. And I used to call her a sloth because she used to just move real slow. So, and just sit and eat. So, she ended up gaining weight, right? In the 
most perfect way. Stomach flat, waist small, legs big, butt rounded. I said, how, God, how? Why would you have this girl believing this is the, the, the move, right? She like told you. So we haven't worked together in a couple of years, but she does my nails now. So I went over there because she's like me. When she gets stressed, she doesn't really eat. She okay. loses weight. Okay. You know, she can eat a piece of toast and be good for 10 hours. Okay. So she done lost a bunch of weight. She's like, I've been stressed. But, you know, I feel sexy when I have weight on me. Mm. You know, everybody want to lose weight so they don't feel me. I'm like, I understand or whatever. She's like, and I just need some, I want to just go to the gym and maybe feel muscle. She was like, but then that might make me lose some weight because I'm exercising. She's like, you know, I done tried some stuff. You know, I did what my friend said and uh, I tried the um, Infamil, um, the Infamil weight gain plan. I I'm said, so- well. I'm sorry, what? I said, what? She was like, yeah, and then she tried to keep talking. I said, no, no, no. <laughs> you had said, what? <laughs> she said, you don't need to know. You always own it. You don't need to know the deal. I said, oh, 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 it's imperative. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. I said, it's imperative that you tell me that. The infamil. The infamil weight game plan. Okay, go. It's like, you know, I tried. She tried to speed past it like she ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I was like, I need every detail. She said, oh. Why you need to know detail? I said, tell me right now. She was like, you just, you know, you just drink Infamil. I said, that's not enough detail. <laughs> I'm I dead. Said, I am dead. First of all, she said, I know what you're going to say. Did I go out and buy the Infamil? I said, yes, that is what I was going to say. She said, no, I was babysitting my nephew and I still had some leftover Infamil from when I was watching him. I said, so tell me, how did you begin to drink this Infamil? She's okay, like, first of all, is infamil powder and you got to make it liquid? Yes. You got to add like water or something? Yes. Yes. I said, she was like, you just, I just took the powder and I just added the water and I just downed the infamil twice a day, like a bottle, like size. Are you lying to me? You are lying said, to me. Sis, you did this for how long? She said, I only did it for about a week or two. And she was like, because you know, it's, it's, um, you know, when they add iron, fortify with iron. So, you know, it was making my stomach hurt and stuff. I fell out. I said, you ought to be shamed. What in the absolute? So, okay, just to be clear, on the infant meal diet, you don't eat anything else. You literally just No, eat- you eat everything else. What? You add the infant meal on top of that for the calories and stuff. Because it's to gain weight. Because it's to gain weight. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Did it work? She said, and it worked. She said, I gained a couple pounds. Oh, Lord have mercy. I have so many problems with this. Infamil diet. That, you just got me. That just. Infamil. Wow. And tried to really casually keep going. Like. As if you didn't just tell me you were drinking Infamil and you a whole grown woman. (laughs) (laughs) I am blocked. The things we will do to reach our... Oh, my God. Man. This is so dysfunctional. I said, well, why don't you like eat more calories? She said, when I get stressed, you know, I just don't really eat. I said, okay, I understand. But you're going to go and... How did you feel mixing up Infamil? Like, you're... you're, you're... Jay, she ain't feel nothing. I felt so damn foolish. <laughs> I felt so damn foolish. Yeah, you woulda. Girl, you ever... 
I talk to you offline, but <laughs> you done did some stuff before where it's like I don't care. This is the outcome I want. <laughs> now, how now, long ago? <laughs> easily, maybe less than ninety days. What? <laughs> easily. What? Easily. What? Whispering to me? No, I'm not whispering nothing. I tell you when we got the podcast, but don't act like and you ain't did nothing. That, it was foolish to give it your <laughs> your end result now, man. Oh, man, I can't wait to know what it is. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> talking about how long ago? Not 10 years. Right. Uh, no, I'm talking right about right 20, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? <laughs> no, I, I ain't mad at her for like actually physically doing it without feeling nothing about it. I'm just mad at the levels people will go through. The fact through. that it was a suggestion from a friend. <laughs> right. It's a th- you wouldn't even think of this on your own. Somebody like, listen, girl, I got you. Baby it's probably girl. a trending thing. Never just like when it. people, you know, they get on the, um, there's a, the laxative thing. And then I remember mm-hmm, there was mm-hmm. this big um, popular appetite suppressant that people was taking for a while. Like these these diet things, whether you're trying to lose or gain weight, they be trending. And I'd be like, I, I have clients and they'd be like, I tried this. And I'd be like, what? You did what? Mm-hmm. And, and I'd be like, yeah, you never heard of it. It's called such and such. This is what you're supposed to take it for, but it turns out it does this. And I'm like, <laughs> you, look, right, look at right. God. Won't <laughs> he do it? Won't he do it? Oh, man. man. Listen, well, you know, which is interesting, when we're thinking about weight loss and weight gain, uh, speaking of weight gain, so, um, you know, me and you have been listening to the Exam Room podcast. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to the most recent episodes that was about eating disorders? Mm-mm. Oh, Jack. It's good. I oh, man, because, you know, I don't know if um, we consider eating disorders to be a thing in the black community. Eating disorders as in anorexia, bulimia, and binging. No, it goes flies way under the radar. Way under the radar. And I and it definitely exists, you know, in the black community, but it's not something that we necessarily consider our thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, as a leading problem when it comes to our health. Mm-hmm. Um, but in listening to this episode, now these these were all white people who were, you know, talking about their experience with each one of those conditions. But I just started thinking about black people and how, you know, we, we, I'm sure there are definitely people in the black community who are public and open about their eating disorders. It's just not our lane. So we're not familiar with it. So I don't want to say we don't talk about it. I'm sure we do. Um, But it was very interesting to me, interesting to me when I was just thinking about, you know, body dysmorphia and how, you know, we look in a mirror and we look at our bodies and the level of dissatisfaction will cause us to do something like drink Infamil Mm -hmm. or to literally go throw up every single thing we eat immediately Mm -hmm. because one of the ladies was talking about you know um bulimia was talking about you know she would eat she would binge on some junk and then she would you know have to hurry up and get to the bathroom to throw it up before her body started digesting and i'm like literally trying to stop the digestion process Mm -hmm. like you want it to go down but you don't want it to do anything else and i was just thinking about like the nutritional deficiencies you probably develop Mm -hmm. you know how you're the acid in your stomach Oh my God. Yeah. And then I was just thinking about, they were talking about, you know, the ways in which they hid their conditions. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was just thinking like the amount of private suffering that a lot of people go through when it comes to our bodies, Mm -hmm. because it is just crazy how, you know, our, we look in the mirror and we oftentimes see the thing that we hate the most about our body. Yeah. That's true, because it's like, you know, you, Tiffany, and I, we always, we're like kind of 
upfront about what we don't like about our bodies to yes. each other. Yes. We all are very, very, very extremely aware of what we don't like about ourselves with each other. Yes. And I think that's a good thing too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So like you, you can't tell everybody, but certain people that you trust will know about your insecurities. Absolutely. And sometimes when you talk about it out loud, sometimes it can, it will help you realize that because y'all will be like, or we'll be like, you know, no, you, that actually looks good or that actually looks nice or, or, you know, do this exercise to improve that or whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? So you'll have some, like some solid advice from the outside. Yes. But you know what else though, the privilege in that with us being able to do that with, with each other though, is that to the best of my knowledge, none of our insecurities are about our body stems from any type of trauma or anything. Like true. none of the, you know what I'm saying? Very Ours true. is yeah. just very much just so like, surface level. Right. I seen this girl with some really nice legs. Face value. I, right. Look like that. <laughs> right. And I want my quads popping now. But you know, um, eating disorders is oftentimes literally like bearing emotions and it's like, it goes deeper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I will say that part. Um, so I, you know, I don't want to, um, minimize if somebody's dealing with you know body dysmorphia in that way because I remember when Sam Smith came out and talked about you know how what he sees when he looks in the mirror and he lost all this weight and he just talked about years being unhappy with his body and just the toll is taken on him mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. um with you know always feeling overweight and just like not attractive and I know a lot of us deal with that mm-hmm. you it might ha- it might not have gotten to a point where you have an eating disorder, but a lot of us deal with that level of unhappiness in this vessel that we walk around in every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then we do things privately to make us feel about what everybody can see publicly, mm-hmm. to make us feel better about what everybody can see publicly. And that's just a different type of suffering. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for those of you who want to hear that particular episode, the name of the podcast is called The Exam Room. Um, and, uh, it's one of the most recent episodes, just scroll through their episodes, but it's pretty recent. Um, and it's about eating disorders. Um, and all three, like the one is bulimia, one is anorexic and one used to binge. And, um, it's a very, very interesting episode. And I encourage you guys to get the help needed. Cause I know we tend to like to DIY our problems, but mm-hmm. you got to attach yourself to a solution. We did first Saturday, this past Saturday at the black health Academy. And, uh, my topic was things outside of diet and exercise that you need to be focused on in your health. Um, and when I talked about chronic stress, um, I told them that I believe the reason chronic extra- stress exists is because um, you're trying to solve it. You you got the problem and you think you got the solution. And so you haven't attached yourself to uh, an entity, a person, a thing, a source uh, to get you out of this negative cycle that you're in. Because stress is a good thing, but chronic stress is a bad thing. And so, you know, we were just talking about that. Um, So that's a reminder, too, that if it's been plaguing you for a long time and you're in this constant cycle, you think you know the solution so you don't see the value in going outside of yourself to get assistance with it or maybe there's shame involved or whatever it is. But the reason chronic stress exists is because you have the problem and the solution and you honestly don't. Um, But anyway... Let's, uh, another thing that came up recently that I wanted to talk about real quick was um, vegan processed food. Now, so you're not gonna do your way what? Oh, my way what? Um, it's real basic. My way what is definitely Harris 2020. Listen, I really feel like I just voted Kamala into the presidential seat. Now, <laughs> I understand that you know, she came, she came with a little baggage mm-hmm. in the form of Biden, but I really, really, really 
you know, was excited, like, man, you know, a black woman vice president. Now, here's the deal. Tell me, I was watching a Biden speech and I was looking at all the people in the audience when Kamala was talking and everything. And I'm just saying, they showing all this footage of, you know, women and girls crying and little babies watching on the screen. Do you feel like Kamala, this win for Kamala, um, is going to impact Morgan? Oh, that's a good question. Um, if if it was left up to Morgan, no. But I I feel like it, it's my job to be diligent in showing her the the power that a black woman has and how many seats are available to her. Like she created a seat for herself. Like no one just opened the door for her and welcomed her in. So yeah, it's it's my job to to point that out. But I don't think Morgan is not the type to look at something. Um, that far away, like the detachment there. I don't think she's really grasping the magnitude of what's going on and relating it to her own life. Mm-hmm. I think that's just my job to relate it for her. Mm-hmm. To her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have you guys talked about it? No. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I was just... <clears throat> listening to a story on the New York Times and then watching footage and stuff. And I was listening to all these, you know, black women say, you know, my niece, my daughter, my grandbaby, like they know that this is available to them now. And I was thinking, like, do you think you have to see something in that way to know what's available to you? Or do you already believe all things are available? Um, based off of just me, mm-hmm. um, it has to be close up for me. Like, um... You know, I think me personally was a victim of the system, the school system, mm-hmm. and how much they um, box you in and give make you seem like if you make it to be a doctor, that's your greatest achievement you could possibly reach. Like, mm. if you want to reach for the stars, then you will be a doctor. And then um, if you don't want to go that far in life, then you can be a teacher or you can be a, a mm. lawyer mm-hmm. or you can be a nurse. No one ever discussed anything other than that. So I think I was programmed, even though there were people in, you know, doing lots of sorts of things. Right. But my world, my personal world Mm -hmm. was not that. And I was looking to the people that influenced me directly. Mm. I never. So you have to be the type of, it depends on your personality. Mm -hmm. It all, it all boils down to your personality. Mm -hmm. Like, are you the type of person to think? one way or you're the type of person who just looks around you know like how people um no one graduated college because no one graduated college and just like um you know the secret to success podcast where he went to talk to um some college students or uh, a group of people and they were all white and one white woman said she didn't understand how someone could sell drugs like and he was like so if i told you to sell drugs what would you do like what would be the first thing you would do and she's like, do you remember that? Mm-mm. She was like, um, I, I guess I would like first buy the drug. He's like, where would you buy the drugs from? She's like, I guess I would. I don't know. He's like, when did you get the drug? How would you make the drug? Mm-hmm. She's like, I guess. She didn't have no answers. He was like, the way you feel about selling drugs is the same way some people feel about college. They don't know nothing about it. They never seen it. They never, they don't have nobody in their family. Drugs is what they know. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at the source, mm-hmm. your family, your mm-hmm. environment, your immediate source of influence Mm -hmm. and some people can break past that like some people are like i'm gonna be the first person to graduate from college i'm gonna be the first person Mm -hmm. to start a business i'm gonna be the first person but most people are not like that Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is a nice um, combination of nature versus nurture, too. Um, and and what we talk about the difference between sight and vision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, sight is what you just see with your eyes open. Like you said, your influences, who's been around you, your circle, what you've seen your parents do, what you see your friends do, your community that you live in. But vision is what you see with your eyes closed and what you're mm-hmm. able to imagine for yourself past that, mm-hmm. right? And um, your ability to pursue it and and... I was talking to uh I was talking to Amir the other day. We was on a riverfront and I was saying, you know, I was I was I'm not torn about, you know, all of these women and men and women saying, you know, Kamala made it clear to my baby that she could do this. This is a phenomenal thing. There's no negative about it. Um but I was just thinking like did I ever need an a, a resource to show me to prove to me that I could do it? You know what I mean? Like, what is it in us that says, you know, I need to see it through somebody else to know that it's available to me? And then I was like, you know what? I'm a hypocrite. I'm like, I created the entire Black Health Academy and I'm creating a certification for that same reason because people need to see it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, I, and I've and i made it very clear several times when I do talks. Like, my point of creating a plant-based certification is literally to flood the plant-based education space with Black people so Black people know that this is available to them. So mm-hmm. I guess I get the concept, mm-hmm. but I've never but needed it personally. you never needed it personally. Yeah, right, right. right. And so, like, like, in talking it through, I was like... Because it, it made me sad. It makes me extremely happy, but then it makes me sad. Like, how many more seats do we need to fill in in order to for our babies to know that they, you know. But you have to also realize that we're living in a new day and time. Mm-hmm. So, like, my, like Bryson, he doesn't think, like, he doesn't feel confined. Because he now there's the worldwide internet. He's gets mm-hmm. to, He gets to see people across the world. Like, he told me the other day, like, I want us to move out the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who? He's like me, you, and Morgan. Mm-hmm. Like he's ready to start his own. He wants to start his own business. He doesn't even feel um, intimidated by moving. And I think it's because he is seeing the world right from where he is. I, I feel like us that grew up or was born in the seventies, eighties, there was like a small TV, and it, it's just like there was limited views of what was really happening around the world. But is that just like child? Naivete, because listen, remember when I went to when I moved to Italy, I was just I I thought just like Bryson, like go to the go see any part of where I want, I can live anywhere I want, like this is all available to me, right? Mm-hmm. Then I got over there, and I'm going back and forth to work every day at the U.S. Embassy, and then I went to London for Thanksgiving one weekend, and I'm talking to the taxi driver, and he's like. So, how's your experience been over here? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's been great. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, they don't like you over here. Like, so, you know, how's that been going for you? Like, it's super racist. Like, we don't like, we don't like black people over here. And so, having that conversation with that taxi driver. And then, working at the United States Embassy. And going to work every day on the train. Never seeing another black person that had a suitcase or nothing. Only black people I saw that were working were working in the stores as security guards. Having a conversation with my Italian colleague at the embassy, and I was like, why do I never see black people, like, in professional attire going to work with me in the morning? And why are they always working as security guards in, the like, the high-end stores? He's like, "That's because that's what they're made for. Look at them. Mm. They're big. They're intimidating. And it wasn't a racist thing at all. He's like, why wouldn't they been doing that? Look how scary they look. They should secure something, right? And that's when I got hit with reality. So my thing is, 
is Bryson and all the other kids like seeing other seeing things available to them in the world, but they're not is he seeing people that look like him doing it? Because if he's not, is it a chance that he's gonna get hit reality like I did? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there and say probably. Yeah, because the people that he's watching is like feeling motivated by it. is uh And they got privileges that he don't know about. Right. And that they don't even probably know about. But yeah, and I'm you know, so then it's like what experience it is it going to be for him? Yeah, it's going to be a totally different experience. But the fact that he doesn't feel, yeah, it's a good thing to me because he doesn't feel intimidated. Just like, you know, um, someone I knew went to college um, at U of M and was the only, like, you know, and it felt really, really, really confident. Like, I'm the top of my class and blah, blah, blah. Got smacked in the face, um, was at the bottom of the class at U of M because they wasn't taught with the same thing the white students are taught but it still got him there and you still he still got the degree yeah, yeah so regardless of whether you get smacked in the face to the courage to even get you there mm-hmm. needs to be there mm-hmm. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then you can do what you will once you figure out like oh this is not what i thought about now let me pivot you got to have that skill too to be yeah. able to now you know pivot and and learn that you know i gotta do things a little bit differently or let me figure out how I'm going to navigate this thing. Now it's not, you know, roses the way I thought it would be, but I still want it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that's my thing with Kamala. I was just like, it made me happy and sad, but, um, that, but Hey, nevertheless, Kamala 2020, you know, she, like I said, she came with a little, little baggage and Biden, but you know, black people have been behind the scenes, specifically black women running things, running this whole doggone world. Um, on an organizational level, on a political level, black women really pull the strings culturally, swag. I don't care what it is. You know, we're really impactful. And so this just goes to show that um, this is just more of the same. It just happens to be in the public eye now. But we always are the brains of the operation. Trust me when I tell you. Um, but nevertheless, let's get into this plant-based eating real quick. Because we do want to chat about really quick today about Prophet Seth's vegan food. So, Jay, after first Saturday class this this past Saturday, um, one of the students, attendees, emailed me and was like, okay, I'm confused. She's like, you talk about eating a whole food plant-based diet and that, you know, all of this processed junk is not good for us. But then I went over to PBNSG and watched one of y'all presentations and he talked about, he was literally selling his own pancake vegan pancake mix and all of this he's like she's like so what's the deal who's right and who should I listen to right mm-hmm. um you know and so I was like and I had to explain to her that the term process is not the problem mm-hmm. like I'm not just saying processed food right. is problematic that's mm-hmm. first and foremost um it's the makeup of that processed food and I told her first of all we teach at the Black Health Academy you know your diet should be 80 to 90 percent label free so that's you know nothing that comes in the package but there is 10 to 20 percent of things that you're going to buy that are uh pre-packaged but pre-packaged doesn't necessarily mean unhealthy right so let's break it down. When we, when you're uh, adopting a whole food plant-based diet, um, a lot of times people start off by leaning on the processed vegan foods, the substitutes, the meats, the cheeses, the burgers, the fake chicken, all of that stuff, the meals, prepared meals. Did you lean on that stuff when you were going vegan? No. But the first, very first thing I did was cut out um, preservatives and processed food. Like that was the first thing, sugar. Yeah. And everything. So. And I think your journey was a little different because you came from being vegetarian. Yeah. You know. No, no, no. 
Vegetarian to vegan is what I'm saying. You didn't go from meat oh, to I vegan. Oh, I was talking about vegetarian, though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. but you know, when I first started being vegetarian, I, 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 well, I was vegan for a month first. Oh. I gave up dairy um, and everything, meat, okay. all at the same time. So I was vegan for a month. Okay. And then I went back to the cheese. And then, but I didn't adopt, like, the um, preservatives and sugar again and all that stuff. Okay, so what do you think about the use of the processed vegan food for people who are transitioning to a plant-based diet? I, I think it has to come with a plant. I don't, I, I'm not a proponent of it, to be completely honest, mm-hmm. because I just don't, um, I, I, I believe that you can emulate um, the food you used to eat without using processed meat and stuff like that. I still feel like if you want spaghetti, still eat spaghetti. You know what I mean? Like just make it without the meat. I don't want people to start had still having, still have that taste for, you know, process and, and still feel like they need meat in every meal to feel like it's a good meal. So yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't ever suggest using it as a transition over. Mm-hmm. It's just not, I don't, I don't think it's really a great transition. I think if you start to feel like, Oh, I feel like I'm gonna go back to me then, you know what I mean? But I don't think that should be part of the plan. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Um, I agree. A lot of people, we call them bridge foods, um, in the plant-based world. And, you know, so you, you get a, a vegan veggie burger or, you know, one of these impossible or beyond brands. Um, and it's interesting because the, I know Dr. Greger says like, people say, is it healthy? Is it good for you? And he always says, well, it depends on what you're comparing it to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing too. Like, yeah, if you were literally just eating a quarter pound of cheese on Tuesday and you want to try an impossible burger on Wednesday, it is slightly better. But if you're like going for optimal health and you're trying to lower your blood pressure and your cholesterol and your insulin and, you know, reverse obesity or heart disease, then you need to skip that stuff too. So I agree with Dr. Greger in that it's what you're comparing it to, but I also think your personal health status needs to be taken into consideration, you know, because I've had some students in our Farm to Table course who had just got diagnosed with cancer, for example. And so I'm like, no, we going straight to the plants, you know, don't pass go, you know, don't collect Beyond Burger on the way. Like you can't eat that saturated fat. You can't have, because that's usually the issue with the processed vegan food, y'all. It's the same stuff that preserves the regular processed food, the meat pro- preserves the processed vegan food, the salt, the sugar, the colorants. You know what I'm saying? I don't normally find too many colorants and preservatives as much as I do in the uh, other processed foods, though. It's still a lot of fat. It's a crap ton of saturated fat sugar. Um, I just picked up, man. What? <laughs> no, you go ahead, because I was going to tell you. Also, Kroger was closing um, on Greenfield. Closing, closing? Gone, gone. So they for, closed. Yes, it. it, it oh, man, I'm gonna tell what? you. So, <laughs> yes, Kroger, and I. You know how much I hate shopping, right? Yeah. So it's a brand new Kroger, like a mile up. Oh. And it's. I went there and almost had a panic attack. Least when I tell you it was a horrible experience for me. The 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 parking lot was packed. It was it was big. I, it was unfamiliar. I was, it gave me so much anxiety. Oh my God. I was like, I really, really don't like shopping. I really, really don't like big places that are unfamiliar. I, I, I don't like it. Like, that's why I go to a small Trader Joe's and then I got familiar with that Kroger and I need small, 
that big space, I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'll, you go to Meyer, and I never go to Meyer mm-hmm. because it's so big. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes, they closed. But, but I say that to say I went there, and I saw a um, vegan pot pot. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm about to read this ingredient because everything was 50% off. I was like, hmm. Why did I flip it over and it was not, it wasn't food. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was like, um, what do you call that when you manipulate something? Um, um, come on. What, what's the word? When you, you manipulate like um, a starch, um, whatever it was, it was that modified, modified, mm-hmm. Ma- modified corn starch, um, sugar, salt. No, it was not even vegetable. It was just all fake stuff. I was like, this is not even a real, Unbelievable. it was like soy and just soy and crap. Wow. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh no, I don't care if this was free. I'm not eating this. Wow. It's crazy. It's not even food. It was like color and sugar. Oh God. Anyway, what'd you about to say? I just had to throw some rice aroni out somebody's cabinet because I'm like, <laughs> I was so angry. I said rice aroni. Talking about they was three that for five. That should be a show. They should follow you around going to people's house and just being <laughs> just, just aggressive with the throwing away people's stuff. And looking at them like they lost their whole mind. Because I looked at because my point was you said you don't see a lot of vegan stuff with the colors and preservatives in there. Well, I don't think you ever looked at rice aroni. Oh, I just recently looked at rice morning. Did you? Yes, because I want. I was making tacos, and I was like, I want some Mexican rice. Oh no, that ain't I what you want. At, oh, I put that. Man, I put it back so quick. I'm like yellow number what, blue number what? What is this corn high fruit? It was so disgusting. I threw all three boxes in the trash. I said, "You watch your mind." What I owe you five dollars? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Rice aroni? There's nothing wrong with it. This is a process that has been. I'm not talking about anybody who buy rice and running. This person knew better is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm, I understand people just don't know yet. Yeah. I'm talking specifically about who I was talking to. Oh, yeah. You need to be popped. And lips. Yeah. <laughs> you People still give people that old school knuckle upside the oh, head. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, you out your mind. Like, listen, y'all. This processed food, there's levels to processed food. So we're not saying we don't eat packaged stuff from time to time. We do. Like, everything we eat is not made from complete scratch, right? But there's ways in which you read the ingredients to make sure that it's not crap in it. Like, if you see a bunch of different types of sweeteners, if you see a bunch of sodium, if you see, like Jay said, a bunch of chemicals that's not even food, um, colorants, dyes, all of that stuff. Like, even if you see the word natural flavors is ambiguous. Like, it is so much trash. And so we're not saying that you can't eat something processed that may be labeled as plant-based. But what you need to educate yourself on and learn about is what, how to read ingredients. Because most of people just go to the nutrition facts, right? Mm-hmm. How many calories? Right. Oh, is it's this... only one, two carbs. So yeah. Many, like, no, yeah. that's how they get you. That's how they get you. That's exactly how they get you. Like, oh, look, it has fiber. It has protein. Yeah, but it also has high fructose corn syrup, and it causes cancer. So we need to learn how to read ingredients, right? So when we talk about unprocessing your diet, it's really about, you know, making sure the things that you are buying packaged are minimally, minimally processed. Like, for example, our peanut butter is, well, your peanut butter be having salt in it. And I refuse to buy the other kind. I use it too much. I love it. <laughs> I hate you. We're supposed to be a team on a podcast oh. and they'll argue. <laughs> well, my peanut butter has well, one ingredient. Mine's have peanut and some salt. Um, not um, like it has sugar, <laughs> oil, none of that. 
<laughs> my peanut butter is just peanuts. Uh, but both of those are pretty clean because you should be able to look at the ingredients and duplicate that recipe. So listen, if you need assistance with learning how to consume processed foods, because you're more than likely not going to go the rest of your life without eating anything that's, you know, somewhat processed, then you need to get an upcoming farm to table course. Our next course is going to be starting in January. Enrollment is open up at the end of November. Jay and Tiff are going to be co-facilitators on this next course. So you're going to have a whirlwind of support. Um, and the winter 2021 class is going to be super litty, super litty. We've changed a lot in the Farm to Table course. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, uh, Farm to Table is our signature plant-based course. Uh, it's a six-week intensive. It's virtual, one night a week for about two hours. Um, and we essentially teach you how to adopt a whole food plant-based diet. So make sure you are on that wait list at Farm to Table tablecourse.com you can uh, tap that link right there in your show notes go to farm tablecourse.com make sure you're on the wait list enrollment for winter 2021 opens at the end of this month and it's going to be off the hook we got a lot in store yes we need a, a like a call like what a- is it school whoop I think it might be taken, but we can use it for now. Yeah. Until we get caught. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Thugs like they calls. You can't be silly. <laughs> Y'all, yeah. No, I don't need nobody yeah. banging on the Yeah. Nope. So, that's that. But so, learn how to unprocess your diet. Um, I think that's really all I got for today. Okay. Let me just ask you this really quick. So, someone just told me that they have an issue with me telling my kids that the candies that they want to eat cause cancer. they like, why would you tell that to your kids? Why would you put that in their heads that candy causes cancer. I'm uh-huh. like, because it does. Like, I'm not telling you eating something sweet that's candy causes cancer, but I tell them that this red dye, this blue, this yellow, uh, and, and I was like, I don't understand why would we hide that and conceal that fact mm-hmm. from, what do you think about that? So they're basically saying protect the innocence of the child. What's the premise of not telling them? Like, 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 it's a scare, it like it's a scare tactic and you're traumatizing them basically. I was like, as I wish more of us would be traumatized about the damage that this food does to our body. You asking the wrong person. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I just want to make sure because I'm like, because that's exactly what people show up to nutrition classes for. Because nobody comes into class thinking that the Oreo they just ate was okay. They need to literally be scared into not eating it. Right. Right, right, right. Seriously. Yeah, I was like, do you realize there's certain things in this candy here that other countries ban because they care about their citizens? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm telling them. Yeah. Your Kraft macaroni and cheese, your Stouffer's lasagna, your your morning some, star breakfast number, sausages. Though, some, some of those dyed colors are not even like. I was like, you know, that's, to me, that's the the number one problem with our health is that it's- We're not scared enough. Yeah. There you go. It's just like that show scares straight. Like, why would you let your kids stay in the prison for the weekend? Because they need to know. Yeah. Now, you know, of course, everybody has different ways of rearing children. And, you know, you can debate all day. Somebody else is going to totally disagree with us. But the fact of the matter is it's not a lie. That's my thing. Yeah. It's not a lie. It's not manipulation. It's not even stretching the And here's truth. the thing. They're not even scared. <laughs> When my kids not around me, the first thing if they get an opportunity they don't eat candy would die all in it. I said the best thing that I can hope for <laughs> that you said the kicker is it ain't working. No, no, and I don't expect it to until they have some uh, emotional and mental maturity. Like you know, there's certain things my parents told me. 
that <laughs> I didn't listen to until I was then it then I started. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. I have to kind of start downloading into their hard drive now so that they can use it yeah. later. I don't expect hey, please. Yeah. What? <laughs> Every time I go washing, I take stuff out of Bryson's pockets. And it's always around. Like, how did he even get this? It's like, are you bartering for candy on these streets? <laughs> <laughs> he don't care. But one day, hopefully, he will. And yeah. he'll remember yeah. what I told him. So it's my job. Absolutely. It's my job. Yeah, no, no, you don't. Yeah, I don't have any. I didn't. I don't find a problem with it at all. Yeah, you okay. could have kept that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wasted like four minutes. We don't wasting four minutes of these people time talking about. But that's. But if you think about it, that's what they do literally as adults. We have to go somewhere and get Scared, get scared into submission. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you go to your doctor and get scared into submission. Sometimes you wake in the morning with excruciating back pain and you get scared into submission. Mm-hmm. Everybody, mm-hmm. most of us need to be scared enough yeah. to take action. And then you start knocking it down. Like right now, they won't they won't drink whole milk. Right now, they won't eat McDonald's. So they won't, they're not there with everything, but at least I've gotten that off the Oh, table. they're way further than a lot of other children. So, you know, and like I, I think I told you before, one time I, we had a hotel party for mm-hmm. Morgan's birthday, and then you know how they had a free breakfast downstairs, and I want to see the milk that she got without me, like, following up behind her. Like, mm-hmm. she she went through the little, the milks and everything, and she didn't get anything until she found something that was dairy free and I was like okay it's not just me breathing down your back Absolutely. like you're starting to get it and I have to stay on it because right now they just don't care enough yeah that's just the fact yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. and you you prioritize um what your household and your mom and your parents prioritized for you exactly yeah everybody just models behavior yeah so so I should just let them be on there so I was like everybody that's why certain things I'm not even a Halloween like I'm a big Halloween person for my kids because my mother was a big Halloween person for me. I don't even want them to eat the candy. It's just the whole get dressed, yeah. run up and down the block, ring the doorbell, trick or treat. Oh, you look so cute because that is how I grew up. Yep. And I and I just can't shake it. Yeah. So it's like maybe they'll treat their kids and give their kids certain things because of what I'm teaching them. They like will. My grandkids will have a better outcome in health because of what I'm telling them. Now. Yes. That's called epigenetic modification. Exactly. So that's what you should have told that person. Oh, I should have. I'm like, have you ever heard of epigenetic modification? That's exactly what it is. You're sitting up here changing your grandkids' DNA because you want to give your kid candy. Yeah. I've been like, what? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, you are literally setting a stage for chronic disease. Oh. And and gene expression of the worst type. Yeah. And then Bryson tried to actually challenge me on this because he was like, um, he wanted some with sugar, of course. And I was like, Bryson, I was telling him no. And he's like, you don't think we have evolved? I said, what? Who's like, we as in his, him and Morgan? Or no, like the people? humans. Humans. You don't think we have evolved? Don't say that. <laughs> and adapted to be able to eat all this candy and sugar? I said, oh, yes, you've evolved and adapted. You're absolutely right. So now kids are getting diabetes. Childhood evolved. Yes. Yes, because now the parents' genes are not strong enough to even hold you until adulthood. Like, yeah, we evolved all right. But not in the direction you're talking. Okay. Oh, smart. You should have popped them. <laughs> no, that, that deserved a pop. No. No, yeah, we don't pop kids for, for, for shoplifting and mouthing off right, right here. they got to learn something. We pop them from trying to tell us that our DNA doesn't evolve to eat sugar. That's, that's what you getting popped for this week, right. son. What? Yeah, just play me. 
Yeah. Wow. We've been eating junk long enough. Yeah. For it not to be a problem anymore. Well, listen, you know, it's probably partly true, to be honest with you. You know. How? It's just like you, it's just like most most of us were raised eating meat, Jay, and now antibiotics don't work because we've been eating them for so long. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So your body does, can develop these mechanisms. It's just like people who don't think they lactose intolerant. Right. So, no, you're not telling your body just exactly. you're overriding the system. Exactly. Exactly. So, but it's not, it hasn't evolved to the point of life expectancy being changed. It's actually shortened life expectancy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We probably so, you can evolved, live longer with the disease. We probably evolved to be able to not have, you know, like right now we were to eat like sugar, like dizzy and all that stuff. You probably evolved to the point where you don't experience that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. back in the day, because they was climbing trees to get a taste of a little sugar. Right. <laughs> but now you can just get it at the corner store. So now you probably wouldn't feel like you want to faint by eating it. Right. Right. Yes. That There's your evolution. <laughs> That's the best we can do. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but has your life expectancy, has your quality of life been improved of it? It's a resounding no. What? Get these kids. Listen. We got 953 members inside of the Black Health Academy, okay? We need 47 more people to get to 1,000. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm chasing numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. I want 1,000 members before the year is out, okay? So tell your friends, tell somebody you love to go ahead and enroll in the Black Health Academy. Listen, and to top it off, what do they get for it? Well, first of all, they get over 80 different master classes on everything from plant-based nutrition to anxiety. Um, and they also get a plethora of free nutrition classes that we do live every single month. They get access to a community of people of color who look like them, sound like them, who are struggling through the same things they're struggling with with regard to our health. We know we are a unique community, a unique people when it comes to health and all the built-in biases and the infrastructure of Western medicine here in this wonderful place we call a country. However, you know, the Black Health Academy serves as your resource to start undoing some of that damage that we did as we were coming up when we just didn't know better. Um, But now you know better. And so our mission is to make sure you do better. So this podcast, as always, we're right around bi-weekly. You know, work with us. We're doing the best we can. You know, I diagnosed myself as burnt out a couple weeks ago. Jay working through some stuff. Got businesses popping up all over the place and they ain't telling nobody. So we got a lot that we going through. So just stick with us. Listen, we try and do an episode every two weeks, but we I do a solo episode every month called Obedience. So if you want to get your self-development on, um, if you want to learn about what it takes to start work, walking in alignment and in purpose in your life, Obedience, you want to check out those episodes. That's a podcast inside of a podcast. So just search for those obedience episodes right here on, on this exact same platform. The Black Health Academy podcast is housed right here. My last episode, Jay, was called I Did One on My Birthday. And it was called um, How I Use Obedience to Get White Privilege. Um, and so we got a lot of likes on that one. So you guys really enjoyed that episode. Um, so check out How I Use My Obedience to Garner White Privilege in this white space that we navigate that we call America. So that's all we got for y'all today. Listen, it has been a whirlwind of a year. We're not going to lie, but we went ahead and publicly stated that it's been a good year for us. And I hope you were able to pull some positive notes out of this year as well. We'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode. Until then, be well. Be well.